Welcome to the Spurs Up Show, home of the best Gamecocks content on the internet. The following is presented to you by our friends over at MyBookie. Football is back, and so is winning season at MyBookie. NFL, college football, and a brand new cash-out system give you options to bet and win all season long. First two legs of your parlay hit, cash out early and use the funds on another bet, or let it ride for the chance at a bigger payday. Use early cash outs as a tool to stay in control of the action at MyBookie. To get started, go to MyBookie.ag now and register an account for free. When you're ready to make your first deposit, just use promo code TSUS to grab a welcome bonus on the house. That's promo code TSUS to claim your deposit bonus and, for a limited time, a free chip to use in the MyBookie Casino. You can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere, only with MyBookie. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Twisted Tea. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. Go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use the promo code TSUS to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Prize Picks is the simplest fantasy game on the market focused around prop total entries. You pick two to six players and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. Price Picks has no sharks, optimizers, or mass multi-entry. It's literally just you against the projection. They also allow mixed sport entry. So, for example, you can take the over on LeBron, parlay with the under on Mahomes. They've got college sports, pro sports, literally anything and everything you can think of. They have got it over at Prize picks. They also have a slick, easy to use mobile app, both on the App Store and Google Play. They're rated 4.8 stars in the App Store with rave reviews. So many fans and listeners of the Spurs Up show have made tons of money with our friends at Prize Picks, and you should as well. So, again, go download the Prize Picks app or go to prizepicks.com. And when you do, use that promo code TS. U.S. to receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Be sure to check them out and tell them that Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it! We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. 
Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Signing day is officially upon us tomorrow. Nobody better to help us break down that, the madness with the transfer portal, and much more than our good friend J.C. Sherbert of the Big Spur joins us on a weekly basis. J.C., what's going on, my man? I appreciate you taking the time during a very hectic and busy time of the year on, off the field, recruiting portal, but of course, life events happening as well, man. Thank you so much for carving out the time. Yeah, it's, it's no problem. I'm uh, about uh, 11 days from tying the knot in West Palm Beach. And so uh, this one, you know, we had to plan and, uh, and so I'm dealing with caterers and groomsmen's gifts and music and walking down the aisle and rings and all that good stuff. But uh, that's OK. I don't know why. I think I'm like the NCAA, you know, NCAA. Uh, I mean, I actually feel like, like a college coach now because the NCAA, you know, wants to schedule everything in these two weeks. It's football madness. And uh, I think I just do that to myself sometimes. You know, I was, that, that won't be a problem. Think about what's going on that time of year. So, uh, but anyway, I'm managing, and, and you're right. This uh, it, It's interesting, Chris, because tomorrow is National Signing Day. There may be a guy that leaves South Carolina's class for good reason, maybe, if he, you know, decides to, to do it. That would be Lee, the corner from Maryland. Um, he had a death in the family and may just want to stay close to home. And you can't blame anybody for that, right? Um, other than that, unless something comes up way out of left field, you're looking at a drama-free signing day as far as the high school class goes. I mean, Gatling, the receivers, who they're kind of waiting on uh, to, to add him, the former Texas A&M commit from the Atlanta area. Um, other than that, it looks like a solid group. And, and I'll say this, Chris, uh, we were talking about this yesterday. If you look at the high school class, you know, it's going to, it's going to be about 17 guys. Okay. Eight, if they get Gatling, eight of those guys are in national all-star games, either San Antonio, Orlando, Under Armour, or I guess it's Adidas now. It used to be army. That's a pretty stout number. I think it's a record for South Carolina. Um, so with all the, the, the portal madness out there, I, I think maybe this very nice high school class is a little bit overlooked, quite frankly, because uh, normally people would be jumping up and down and, and shooting off fireworks and stuff with this kind of class. But the portal has just eaten. It just sucked all the oxygen out of the room uh, for signing day. So uh, the NCAA for years has been trying to kill signing day because they can't make any money off of it. Right. Uh, and this goes back to when I worked at Rivals uh, back in the mid-2000s. They, they, they just don't like recruiting coverage at all, uh, and there's nothing they can do about it besides make things difficult and try to de-emphasize the, the day. That's why they moved. They said we'll have two, and all that's done is create two monsters, right? <laughs> uh, but this 
having the transfer portal madness out there, this has probably put a dent in, you know, your so-called traditional recruiting coverage and in your signing day spotlight, because just about all the high school kids are, are kind of drama free. You had, you know, Dylan uh, Rivola, uh, I can't believe flip from Mike Bobo to Marcus Satterfield. <laughs> uh, good luck, son. You're going to need it. Um, and uh, and that was uh, that was kind of the most dramatic thing. I mean, everything else is portal, portal, portal. So it's uh, it's been interesting from that standpoint, Chris, as well. You know, JC, I'd never thought about it from the NCAA perspective. And, you know, one of my questions I wanted to ask you was, you're somebody, again, you've covered recruiting for a long time, right? I mean, you've mm-hmm. been in this recruiting game for, for uh, quite a while now. How does it make you feel that, like you mentioned, I mean, I think it's very obvious that, you know, the portal's a great thing. I, I think it's brought a new element, a, a new layer to collegiate athletics in regards to what we follow, content, right, the drama. I mean, it's basically free agency in college sports. But to the point you made, JC, it's it's – I remember the days where National Signing Day was like Christmas for college football fans, and it was like – there was no greater thrill than following a guy's recruitment for a year or two years or three years. And then you land him on signing day and he puts that hat on or he picks your school. And like, that was such a cool moment. And now it feels like because of the portal and NIL and not even knowing if that guy is going to finish his career at your school or even be there for longer than a year or two, to your point, it's just really put a damper on what national signing day is, or at least what it used to be. Yeah. And I'll say this, you know, here at South Carolina, I think because of the season they had, everybody's kind of on edge in the off season. So there's tremendous overreaction across the board and a lot of uh, hyperbole out there. Oh, they're not going to stick with you anyway, but I'll say this, uh, anybody that Shane Beamer has signed since he's been here from the high school level that they've wanted to stick around. Uh, in other words, a guy that, you know, they didn't say, hey, look, you're probably not going to play or maybe you want to get in the portal because those conversations happen at every school. We know it. Uh, not all transfer portal defections are created equally. There's not been a single guy from high school that they've signed, the staff has signed, that's left uh, from the high school ranks. That's not, just, you know, the portal like Mario and Juice obviously came from the portal and then left or whatever. So, so that's a good sign. But like you look at Georgia and their defections and how many five-star guys are in that. And look, I'm not saying those guys are probably not five-star players. They're probably just misranked, uh, which happens often. Uh, but, you know, you, you look at it. And so as a fan, you're a Georgia fan and you're sitting there going, well, why was I ever excited about this guy? I mean, or, or five of these guys, you know? So from that standpoint, too, you know, I think with the the, the quote unquote bigger schools or, or brand name schools, because you know they're all big schools, but uh, that that's that's probably taken more of an impact in, in the luster off signing day than maybe someplace like here, where you know this year the class is pretty good. Beamer's done a pretty good job of keeping the good high school talent that he's signed around and and stuff like that. There, there's other issues around here, but like, like I said, I look at Georgia's defections and I'm like, five-star, five-star, five-star. So either these guys weren't five-stars or or being a five-star doesn't really mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things. So that's, uh, to me, that was very interesting to, to look at that situation at, at the mighty Bulldogs, you know, the most stable, consistently good, you know, program in the country the past three years. 
We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. So, JC, I want to break down this recruiting class and, and the prospects and your thoughts on it. Before we do, though, let's just touch on the transfer portal really quickly because, like you mentioned, that's such a massive part of this thing, and I also want to save the National Signing Day stuff for a little bit later. We can really dive into it. South Carolina right now uh, in the 24-7 sports rankings, I believe ranks sixth in the transfer portal rankings. Nine commitments right now. Uh, I'll just run through these. Running back Oscar Attaway third from North Texas. Of course, Rocket Sanders from Arkansas, the running back. Uh, Edge Kyle Kennard from Georgia Tech. Tight end Brady Hunt from Ball State. Wide receiver Jared Brown from Coastal Carolina right now. Wide receiver Jaden McGowan from Vanderbilt listed. I say right now. We'll talk about that in a second. Uh, running back Jawarn Howell from SC State. Defensive back Gerald Kilgore from East Tennessee State. And finally, defensive lineman DeAndre Jules from Pitt. Uh, if you want to talk about the latest with A.J. Swan, the Jaden McGowan situation, but really I just want to get your take, J- J.C., because we didn't get to talk last week. How do you evaluate this transfer portal hall as a whole? And I'm sure you would agree that South Carolina is not done at this point, but based off what they've done so far, your thoughts on the difference makers they have added moving forward, because you and I both both knew and everybody else knew as well that this was going to be a pivotal portal cycle for Shane Beamer and the Gamecocks. Yeah. Well, the running back situation was critical. Uh, You know, Mike Morgan and I were talking the other day on the air that, and he brought up the point, you know, because he covers the SEC. He was like, you know, look, this cannot happen again to Shane Beamer. That the running back, every school in the league has a pretty good situation at running back. It's a premier spot in this league. You got to have guys there, and um, they went and got guys. I mean, you know, these three, <laughs> these three guys, Rocket Sanders, uh, had an injury plagued situation last year. He needs to get healthy and and be back to twenty twenty two form. But if he can even, Chris, if he can even get close to that, mm. he's a weapon. And I don't think they're going to have to have him carry, like the carry load for him will not be as high maybe as it would have been in Arkansas because Oscar Attaway is really good as well. 
Uh, he's a fifth year guy, uh, older, good, older dude. Um, we talked to his coaches at North Little Rock High School. They said he's the hardest worker that they, they've ever seen. Just a blue collar guy, but he's fast and big and physical. Uh, you watch him on tape. Um, he split time with a, a scat back kind of guy at North Texas. And that's just kind of how their offense goes. You watch some of his runs and he's really good. And then Jawan Howell may be better than, than anybody. I mean, he, I hate to invoke the name Derek Squeaky Watson, but if you watch his film from SC State, it's exactly who he looks like right down to being number 22. Um, maybe not quite as big as, as Derek. Maybe in a foot race, Derek would have beat him because Derek had elite speed and breakaway speed, but he's that kind of back. You know, one cut, shoulder pads facing up the field, and he's gone. Um, elusive, that kind of guy, spin move, all that good stuff. So, I think they got a steal in how I just uh, I can't say enough good about him. And the good thing about him, Chris, he's got three more years. So it's just like so he so in other words, if you look at the big puzzle of the roster, he replaced Lavoisier Carroll for all intents and purposes. You know, Lavoisier gave up football, whatever. So this guy kind of slid into that spot. And so I like that. You know, Brady Hunt's probably an underrated pickup. He was a freshman All-American at Ball State, 6'6", 250. Uh, he's one of those big Midwestern kids, man, from – Indiana, Illinois, Iowa, that that you never hear about, and then all of a sudden they're playing in the NFL. <laughs> uh, you know, I'll, I'll even throw Ohio in there for my boy Travis Kelsey. Shout out. I don't envy your life. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, you know, he, and he's that kind of guy, and they needed that because you do have Josh Simon and Michael Smith who, who are kind of like Trey Knox and Josh Simon last year. I think uh, the younger guys, McKeska, Cook, uh, maybe even Nick Elkson is that they, you know, they probably aren't as far along developmental wise after a year as maybe you'd hope. Uh, but, you know, they can still get there. I'm not, I'm not knocking those guys, but you know, you needed a sure thing there because I, I think one of the most underrated parts of, of this past year was they missed a guy like Nate Atkins mm -hmm. that could do the blocking on a high level. And then also uh, factor in the passing game, uh, Kyle Kennard's a player. I'll tell you right now, they had the staff had them hidden number one, as an edge target over a lot of bigger name guys. They thought he was active. He makes plays uh, coming over from Georgia Tech. Uh, and then, of course, uh, my favorite guy, uh, DeAndre Jules. I, I just, you just don't get into the lineup and play for, and I know Pitt was bad. Let's, let's, I'm not trying to sit there and, you know, praise the mighty Panthers this year, but you don't get on the field and play for Pat Narduzzi. Uh, unless you're working hard uh, individually. And individually, he had a really good year. Gamecocks beat Florida for him. I think that's important to win battles against those guys. Uh, and so uh, and he's going to come in, compete with Boogie, Tonka, TJ Sanders, and, and you can kind of see a nice little rotation right there starting to form along with like Nick Barrett. And then if Jerome Simmons comes in over the summer and can contribute, you could be six deep at defensive tackle potentially. JC, where do you see South Carolina going from here in the portal? Uh, I know we thought, I, receiver. Why yeah, I'm sorry about that. I, oh, go ahead. I yeah, I mean, I, hey, listen. Give me to step on you there. <laughs> oh, that's hey, that's what stands out. And, and then since we're talking receiver, what's the deal with the McGowan thing? I, I know there's a lot of confusion of the last 24 hours or so. Um, I don't know that I've ever seen a kid flip in the portal personally. I don't know that I've ever seen that, but um what's the latest and you mentioned wide receiver is the number one you, do you have some names of guys out there or you just know that's a position they are targeting there's some guys and, and I, I have very few names and it, i don't want to repeat them because if they don't get in the portal then 
it's a bad look, you know, on, on the kid at his current school and stuff. But there are some guys out there that, you know, we sort of hope they get in the portal or whatever. And then there should be a lot of receivers to kind of pick from after bowl season and maybe even over into the spring. It's not ideal to go past the spring, I think, for South Carolina because they just need guys. Um, Jared Brown, fine player. Uh, if McGowan sticks, fine player, but you need more guys. I mean, people are kind of obsessed with this wide receiver one thing. I think that's a fantasy football term. Uh, you know, if we were playing fantasy football, obviously you need a guy like that. But, you know, the wide receiver one, if you get enough good players, will step up and, and the cream will rise to the top. Obviously, it always does uh, and seems to do with this program. Um, it, it's it's a shame, really, that you, you don't have that Xavier Leggett waiting in the wings uh, like you did this past year or the, those years where you had Debo and then he left. So it was Brian Edwards. Well, then he left and then Shy Smith. Uh, this is a, a position that needs work, obviously. But uh, that's the plan moving forward is to kind of, you know, see who else gets out there. As far as McGowan goes, I, you know, last night, you know, talking to one contact, I, I would have said, yeah, he's probably going to flip. But then talking to somebody else close to his situation, probably not. So uh, I don't know. Um, he, he's a guy that, uh, I think he's got potential. I think he's a, a you know a good kick returner already, but he had 12 catches against SEC teams this past year. So, you know he's got work to do to become a a bigger contributor at that level as well. And you know if he wants that opportunity in the SEC at South Carolina, he can take it. If you want to go to Chestnut Hill, rock and roll, man, rock and roll. So <laughs> that's kind of that's kind of the situation there. Uh, JC, what do you say to the people? I'm sure you get the question a lot. It seems like every time South Carolina has gotten a commitment in the transfer portal, the response or the rebuttal is, okay, but where are the offensive linemen? What What do you say to those people? Do you think South Carolina is yeah. fully invested on the guys they're bringing in and recruiting and getting healthy and the guys currently in the room? Do you expect them to be active and add maybe two or three or one or two you know, power five or contributors that can come in and fight for playing time. I mean, where does South Carolina stand there? Because I think that's, you know, it's it's fun to get the running backs and the skill position guys, but that's what people remember most, obviously, from the 2023 season is the struggles up front. I get that totally, but the, you have to get, get into the why. Why did they struggle up front? Well, it's because their frontline guys were hurt and injured and out. I mean, you lose your I mean, the, the two starting tackles should have been the whole year, Case and Henry and Jalen Nichols, and Nichols was out before he even started, and then Henry was out after one one play, you know. So that was uh that was interesting. And then, you know, so you're you're you gotta kind of plug and play a tackle. A big tree gets in there's a true freshman. Travon Ball's a true freshman. Marky Anderson would have played had he not any, but lo and behold, he's hurt. You know, you had to move Rashawn Lee out to tackle. Uh, Nick Gargiulo's in there, um, you know, and I thought Nick battled his butt off this year for and, and played well enough. Uh, the others did not. So when you look at that, it, 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 it was a mixture of injuries and youth. And so, so what you're looking at next year, if people want to say, well, why aren't they adding anybody? You know, first and foremost, it, like the kid from Texas Tech, that his name reminds me of like a subdivision in, in Simpsonville 
um, Madison Mills or something like that. Uh, it's like, you know, you, you know, you're about at Simpsonville. It's like, oh, here's Madison Mills, a very nice place to live. Uh, and, and they take him. I mean, they take uh, a, a proven tackle because you just don't turn down proven tackles. But um, what you're looking at is, okay, so who's going to, all right, so how are they going to be the Well, Jalen Nichols is coming back for, I think, year number seven. That's a grown man. And Jalen, at the end of 2022, was playing left tackle at a high level, uh, if you remember. Um, he's back. Vershawn Lee is back. Um, Big Tree is back. Uh, Trevon Ball is back. And Marquis Anderson's back. Case uh, and Henry's injury is one of those things. They, he, he keeps trying to rush. He, he needs to just chill. Like He needs to sit in the the easy boy recliner and, uh, and, and have his girlfriend bring him drinks and food or, or, and get up to go to the bathroom. And that's it for about six weeks. Uh, he just, uh, and I, I respect his competitiveness. I do, but he, boy, he rushed himself back and it just, it just got worse and worse. But my understanding is that injury is just, it's just time. You just need time. And so, you know, I, I, I that's the situation is, is, you know, everybody's going to get healthy. Plus you have, these young guys in the 2023 class that played a lot. And, you know, that jump from freshman to sophomore year on the offensive line is usually significant if you play. If you don't, it usually takes about three years if you're a redshirt. But but that second year through the, the grind, so to speak, usually is pretty good. And there's a reason Ball was a freshman All-American and Babalade was freshman of the week. And uh, they, they love Anderson probably more than those other two. So, uh, and then you've got Cam Pringle and Josiah Thompson, uh, two uh, four and five star guys coming in. And then Blake Franks is a massive human being that could potentially play. So like, like I can tell everybody the situation there, it wasn't like running back where you walk in the room and it's like, hello, hello, anybody? Where's Juju? He's getting rehab. He's the only one left. <laughs> you know, there were players in that room. It's just, it's a mixture of youth and injuries. It was the worst injury situation, Chris, on the offensive line of South Carolina since 1999. And if you remember the 2000 offensive line led by Cedric Williams and those guys, ended up being pretty salty because they were older, they were healthy and and they went out and played some ball and Lou Holtz won eight games after winning zero the year before. So uh, that, that's the situation there is it, it's uh, the answers to that are on campus already, you know, unless like you said, they, they, they get some guy that you just can't turn down because he's got experience playing tackle. The Spurs up show is brought to you by our friends over at twisted T. Are you ready to elevate your college football game day experience? Check out Twisted Tea, your go-to game day beverage for college football fans. Twisted Tea is unlike any hard beverage you've had before. It's made with real brewed tea and packs a flavorful punch with 5% alcohol and no carbonation, delivering the perfect balance of taste and refreshment that goes down smooth for every game day occasion. No need to settle for the usual. Twisted Tea turns up any occasion especially when you're cheering for your favorite team. Whether you're tailgating in the stadium parking lot, watching at a bar, or hosting friends at home, Twisted Tea is there to elevate the game day experience. It perfectly complements your love for college football and your passion for creating unforgettable moments. So let's toast to unforgettable game day experiences. Twisted Tea, the drink that fuels fun 
and celebrates your love for college football. Keep it twisted. The Spurs Up Show is also brought to you by our friends over at Game Time. Download the Game Time app or head over to GameTime.co and use the promo code SPURSUP for $20 off your first purchase. Again, that's promo code SPURSUP, S-P or S-U-P, for $20 off your first purchase. Game Time is the best ticket buying app available that removes all the stress of the ticket buying process. They have things like images of your seat before you buy, so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Guys, you can buy your tickets in a matter of seconds. Two taps, and you're set. And also, tickets, they're sent directly to your phone. So no more scrambling, searching through your email, trying to find the tickets you just bought. Whether it be the Gamecocks, a concert, a comedy club event, you name it, whatever the event is, Buying tickets shouldn't be stressful, and Game Time is the way to go. Again, that's our friends at Game Time. Go download the Game Time app or go to GameTime.co. And when you do, create an account and use promo code SPURSUP. That's S-P or S-U-P for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price, guaranteed. Finally, JC, before we get into National Signing Day, and again, I think this conversation is a little bit of a microcosm of how the transfer portal has taken over in regards to Signing Day or the portal or what have you, because there's just so much to discuss. But A.J. Swan has committed to LSU. K.J. Jefferson, it looks like his top three is rumored to be, I think, Miami, TCU, and maybe Auburn is the third. South Carolina not in the mix is the bottom line there. Malik Murphy visited campus, the Texas transfer where do they stand with him, JC? And if they don't get him, where do they stand on getting a quarterback or two? Because, again, nobody, I think, is saying South Carolina should go out and find a, a guy to take Lenoris Sellers' job, if you will, or take over his QB1. But adding competitive depth to the room is something that yeah. we've talked about. Where do they stand at the quarterback position? It's in- huge. Yeah, Chris, you're right. And- uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look and find out Dowell Loggins' ability to spot talent. All those years in the NFL, man, he he'll be able to find somebody. Um, I, I keep thinking back the backup for the Bears is this guy named Tyler. I don't remember the last Begnet, something like that. Uh, undrafted free agent rookie from Shepherdsburg College in West Virginia. They need to find their Tyler Begnet. I think they can go in there and. And uh, to make something happen um, with Malik Murphy, you know, and, and I, I've got a different viewpoint than a lot of people with KJ Jefferson. I, I just, you know, people are like, well, KJ similar to Lenore. Well, they, yes and no. I mean, KJ struggles throwing the ball. I, I respect the hell out of him. Like, he's one of my favorite players because he's so competitive and physical and tough. But the bottom line is in this league, you got to be able to throw it. I don't know that, that in this offense or whatever, I just don't know that he's a fit, and, and, I, and I don't know that he would beat out Lenoris. Now, Malik, that's a different story to me. It's like, yeah, well, you know, he does some different types of things. He's a different kind of guy, you know, um, electric almost, uh, which I think Lenore Sellers will end up being, but Malik's kind of a different different animal. Um, I did hear Duke is probably where he's going to go. I did hear Duke's got a sizable – Manny Diaz, I guess they handed him some NIL money up there. And so, and, and that's kind of a, I would have thought Malik Murphy, after what he did at Texas this year, would have had a lot of big options, but not what I guess. But uh, so we'll see, uh, see what the deal is um, with that. But uh, 
I, uh, I, I think it's going to be, I think the AJ Swan situation was very unfortunate because I've said from the start, I even said it on the show, I think before they even contacted AJ Swan, that that's the type of guy Swan or seals. One of those guys from Vandy that started that was just looking for a fresh start that can come in and, and, and get you, get you through, uh, you know, if, uh, if there's an injury and I think, I think the LSU situation, I, I think AJ feels like, and, and his mom feel like uh, that they're probably a little more similar to Garrett Nussmeyer quarterback wise than they are to sellers here. Um, and plus it's LSU. So, uh, you know, I think that's uh, that was the draw there, but he, he was the welcome home that we're missing. We were missing out there. I think that's been reported. So nobody's gonna get mad at me about that. So, uh, there's a if, if McGowan flips, there's technically going to be two technically flips. I guess I guess it's not really a flip it's, if it's not public, but that's only the second welcome home or third where the guys not ended up coming or or, or committing in public. So Beamer's got a pretty good track record there, but uh, so that's uh, that's the deal with that. So uh, I, I think that was the, the AJ Swan thing. I think kind of threw the quarterback situation is a little bit chaos, but there, there's guys out there. I mean, there's like, there's some kids in the Mac that are possibilities and stuff like that, but they, you know, I, I think right now though, if, if you're a fan, you got to put your faith in Dowell Logan's ability to evaluate because that's uh it's going to be an evaluation. It's not going to be somebody where you go, man, great. I'm fired up that he's here. <laughs> you know, uh, it's going to be kind of an unknown and that's hopefully better than, uh, than the, uh, I guess the reaction when he signs. How about that? JC to National Signing Day 2024. Of course, tomorrow is the day that Penn hits paper for many of the top prospects in college football. Gamecocks right now sitting ranked 18th overall, ninth in the SEC. Of course, the class JC is headlined by Dylan Stewart, the five-star edge out of the DMV, six foot five, two thirty-five. Of course, it's one of the best offensive line classes South Carolina has ever hauled in as well with Josiah Thompson, Cam Pringle, Blake Franks. As you mentioned, uh, some nice defensive pieces and guys like Wendell Gregory leading the way. Uh, Maz Bennett at the wide receiver position gives you a playmaker. Let me ask you this, JC, because again, the obvious headliner here is Dylan Stewart and the big offensive lineman. Who's a guy in this class that you think maybe is a little bit under the radar, not being talked about a lot that you could see coming in and making a big impact early on. It's it's hard for me to like say this because he's a top 60 player, but I mentioned Michael Smith, the tight end earlier from Savannah, uh, who committed way early. I think he was way, way early. This kid's got a little bit of freak in him, you know, and if you're short at receiver next year, you you, you probably are, are going to not do what you did this year. Uh, you're probably going more two tight ends with, with sellers and, and a run game, a respectable run game and all that. So there's going to be an opportunity for, I think, him to get on the field. Um, I think Josh Simon's poised to have a really big year next year. So uh, maybe, you know, Michael's not going to be talked about a lot in the preseason, but he's got enough freakiness to where if you're looking for a guy that you're like, man, I forgot he was even committed, um, it would be Michael Smith. There's a reason Auburn and Tennessee made huge runs at that guy. Uh, you know, and while the Gamecocks were losing games, they tried to kind of get that guy in. He's a he's a playmaker and um, a special talent and a really good high-character guy. So 
uh, out of Savannah Christian. So uh, I think that, and Savannah is a place Carolina should recruit well. It's closer to Columbia than it is to Athens. So, uh, and he's got a teammate that's, a, I think, the number two player in the country for 2025. So uh, hopefully, you know, that, that pipeline continues. But Michael Smith would be my pick kind of right off the top of my head. And then, J.C., you look at the class, you know, again, I think Dylan Stewart would be the easy answer. But who's the guy you see making the most immediate impact for South Carolina? Maybe next year could be a contributor and a guy who makes a difference. Can I have two two answers on this? Yeah, for sure. Co-leaders. Dylan Stewart, uh, he's too good not to play. Uh, You know, some defensive ends, Chris, that, that are ranked highly, they need a year. Uh, you know, Jadevian Clowney wasn't really one of them. Much was made out of him not starting, but his second game against Georgia, he took Aaron Murray and <laughs> him. And anyway, that dude was a freak. But a lot of DNs don't. They they, they get to school and they need a year. You know, I mean, maybe they they get to get stronger and stuff. Dylan Stewart, when you watch him play, whether he's standing up, whether he's got his hand in the ground, he's his floor is like amazingly high. Right. In fact. The, the evaluators at 24-7, the reason he's not in the top five is they think he's almost there, you know, uh, kind of like Nolan Smith uh, at Georgia would be uh, a comparison. I think he's bigger than Nolan, but Nolan was that guy that was just ready to roll. Uh, so he's going to play. And then Jalua Solomon, I think at corner, uh, will he be the starter? I don't know. I kind of think I'm leaning more towards like Vicari Swain or Judge Collier along with OD Fortune. But he's going to get into the, the the top mix. They he was the number one corner on their board. They covet that guy. They thought they think he's a, just an amazing player. Um, so people ask me all the time who could be the next Gilmore, J.C. Horn, or whoever that star Captain Munnerlin that starts as a true freshman from the beginning at that spot. Well, next up at bats, Jalua Solomon, I, I think. So those two guys would be who I would circle um, right now. Uh, and, and, you know, and obviously, you know, like your receiver, like Maisie Bennett's probably getting in the rotation. And Gatling, if he signs with Carolina, the former A&M commits, sort of that other high floor type of guy. But but if I'm going to stick with the top two there as far as immediate impact on defense there, Stewart and Solomon. JC, final thing before we get you out of here on the recruiting side of things. Again, we get so lost, I feel like, naturally in the stars and the rankings. Here's what you're ranked nationally. Here's what you're ranked in the SEC. And certainly those things are important. It's kind of funny, though, with the SEC, you can be ranked 17th nationally, but be 12th in the SEC in recruiting because the league is so competitive. But what recruiting, JC, really comes down to, it's not about stars. It's about addressing positions of need, areas of need, getting your numbers right, right, boosting the rooms you need to boost, increasing competitive depth. That's how you win, right? Again, you could add 25-star quarterbacks in a cycle and have the number one rated class, and you wouldn't have accomplished anything, right? You and I would both agree. So when you look at this class for South Carolina, again, probably not going to be a lot of drama tomorrow. There will probably be some more additions in the portal, but I'd imagine that a lot of the heavy lifting is done to this point. When you're talking National Signing Day, when you're talking transfer portal, all the above, how do you feel South Carolina? How do you feel Shane Beamer, the job he's done in regards to addressing the needs of the football team and best setting them up for success moving into 2024? Yeah, I think it's it's a very good job. I mean, you've got probably pound for pound one of the best high school classes in program history. Let's just be honest. I mean, they've never had – eight guys in Under Armour and Army, and that's a good – beyond stars, that's a good 
uh, a good point of view because th- those are professional people that, that take a look at the at the players and pick them for those games. Um, you know, they've never had that. I think the most they've ever had is four, you know, across both games. So that's big. Uh, having two five-star linemen on is big. Having a five-star from out of state is big for this program. Um, and then with the portal, you know, I, I think they they've attacked it aggressively. They they've gotten some needs filled, and then a lot of a lot of guys that make you feel better about next season. Quite frankly, uh, where, where I think they're maybe a little short, I'd like to see them with another edge or two. Uh, you know, what I would like to see maybe another high school edge. You know, the Cameron Fountain situation stung a bit because they that gives you some bookends with he and Stewart. Um, if they can find another edge in the portal, certainly I think he would be welcome. Um, you know, a defensive tackle high school recruiting needs to step up, obviously, and and that's not anybody's fault. Travian Robertson, you know, where where most kids are deciding in the summer now, man, he he got here like May, no time to build relationships, and then Georgia offered every single D tackle on the board and got them all. <laughs> How about that? Uh, and so uh, D tackle recruiting is an area they need to, you know, from the high school ranks starting in 2025, you got to get it going. Uh, and then, you know, I think receiver as well. Uh, I, I think Gatling and Bennett are, are good to go, but you know, you, you're getting awfully young there. Um, you got to hope Kelton Henderson, Elijah Caldwell, Ty, uh, Tyshawn Russell and Nick Harbor take a big step this off season because you, it, it is a mystery. So receivers, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, as well, um, and, and, you know, I know they flipped the position in the portal, but, you know, I would have liked to have seen them landed another uh, high school running back, frankly. You know, they struck out on everybody but Fuller. So that's uh, that's not a big criticism, but that's just something where you kind of feel kind of breaking it down as far as filling needs. You know, there's always one more than one way to get things done, and that's fine. They filled the need. That's the bottom line. But, you know, you, you sit there, you, you know, you're going one for four. Uh, with your running backs, when the need is obvious, you know, that, that's what's uh, what, what's maybe a new sales pitch you can come up with <laughs> if those are the results there. Um, so that's uh, that's kind of my, you know, long and short of it with, with this class. I think, you know, overall, people should be thrilled. Um, I think, like I said, people probably aren't because the portal is – it's sucking it. It's like the maybe the black hole, that old Disney movie. It's, it's like the black hole, dude. It's like God Almighty, you know, portal. I'm gonna I got this AI program that can do little cartoons. I may I may type in black hole football recruiting and see what see what it comes up with. <laughs> Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It is indeed affecting it that way, JC. But still, for those of us who have followed college football for forever, college ball recruiting, there still is some joy and it kind of an early Christmas for college football. That being said, JC, I appreciate you taking the time, my man. Thank you so much. Hey, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Happy new year. And uh, we'll talk to you in 2024. Thanks. I want to say Merry Christmas. Happy new year to you, Chris. It's been a blessing being on the show and uh, to all the fans of the Spurs up show out there. Merry Christmas to you guys too.
It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com